Welcome to the Meant for Good podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Holbrook, and I believe that each of us have been given gifts, dreams, skills, and ideas that we're meant to share with each other. My goal is to share stories that challenge and inspire you and I to connect with people around us because we are meant for good. Welcome back to the Meant for Good podcast. I'm your host, Hannah, and I call this the what and why and cry. If I have something painful or frustrating or difficult or really anything at all that I need to process, I like to sit down and ask questions about what it is and why it is. Why am I feeling what I'm feeling? Why is this happening? And my friend Shane Roberts, who you all know about, he really has encouraged me and developing a logical process as I've spoken about a few times before on this podcast and these questions are part of that process. He also wrote about drill downs which have to do with asking one of these questions in a way that allows you to get more and more information and I'll give you an example of that. So I like to start with what? What is it that I'm processing? Well, I'm sad. Why? I'm going to give you an example here. A fictitious person named Bob. I'm sad because Bob didn't listen to me. And that's one reason why I'm sad. There might be several things that are contributing to this sadness. It might even be the same situation, but there are several components of it. So I give several answers to this question of why. Why am I sad? Because Bob didn't listen to me because other people that I care about don't listen to me, because this is an old wound, because I want to connect with Bob and with others, because it is unloving to dismiss or ignore each other, and I did not feel loved by Bob when he did that to me. And then I might pick one of these answers and ask why about that answer, and that gets into the drill down. So the first why was, why am I sad? The first answer was because Bob didn't listen to me. So I'm going to take that and say, why didn't Bob listen to me? And then I'm going to come up with several answers to that question. These are potentials because I'm not Bob. I don't know what all is going on in his head or in his heart. But these are the possible reasons that I'm coming up with right now of why he didn't listen to me. Bob was tired. Bob couldn't hear me. He doesn't like me. He was preoccupied, etc. There could be a lot of these and then with each one of these answers in this why drill down, I can pick one of those and drill into that more. I might change it and say, was Bob tired? Because at this point, again, I'm not Bob, so I want to question my perception of Bob or my perception of why he might have done what I think he did. And I'm asking these questions because I want to know if what I'm feeling right now, this sadness, is really a result of Bob not listening to me, like I think, or if it's because of something in my past that I'm projecting onto Bob or projecting into this situation right now. I want to understand the truth of this situation as best I can. So at this point, if I ask, was Bob tired? I might have some information there. Yes, he was up late last night. Or yes, he hasn't been getting good sleep. Could Bob hear me? No, a car was driving past when I was talking to him. No, he's deaf in his left ear and I was speaking into his left ear. 
you know, there might be reasons for this. If he really wasn't listening to me, there might be a reason. How about this third answer that I had? He doesn't like me. This starts getting into Bob's character. Do I have any proof that Bob doesn't like me? Has he given me any reason to believe this? Has he done anything before that would imply that he doesn't like me? Yeah, he doesn't answer my calls. Or no, he's never done anything like that. I can draw on data that I have about Bob to help me understand if this answer that I'm coming up with has any truth to it. And at this point, another question I ask, which really helps me, is who would this person have to be or what would they have had to do or say for what I'm feeling right now to be true? So if I'm feeling sad because I have an insecurity that some people don't like me and Bob not listening to me triggered this feeling of sadness based on the belief that he doesn't like me, I need to draw from the data that I have about Bob and his character and his actions towards me and everything that I have up to this point and say, is Bob the kind of person that would mistreat me? Has he shown me that before? And often at this point in my process, I can say, nope, this person is not like that. They have never treated me this way before. They've never treated anyone this way before. And that's often when I realize I have unresolved pain from my past that I'm projecting into the present onto this person. So you can see why this process would be really helpful. It helps you identify what it is you're feeling, why you're feeling it, and if what you're feeling is real. Because the pain from the past, it's real. It's just not generated by what's happening in the present. So you can see why it would be really important to establish the truth about that so that we don't wrongfully accuse someone in the present. I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, but it also helps us to reach a point of resolution regarding the pain from the past and regarding the misunderstanding in the present. And I had a another way to ask this question if it's regarding a situation and not necessarily a, a person. What would have to be happening right now for what I'm feeling to be true? And that can help if you're feeling a lot of anxiety and hypostatizing a situation. Like you're treating a potential threat like it is already there. And sometimes when I ask this question, what would have to be happening right now for what I'm feeling to be true? You know, A, B, and C would have to happen before this would really be a threat to me. And maybe A has happened, so it's a little bit of a threat. I've definitely got some concern about this, but the level of anxiety that I'm feeling right now is not justified because B or C hasn't happened. So that can help alleviate some anxiety. And sometimes A, B, and C happen, and there's nothing I can do about it. I can do my best. I can plan ahead. I can respond to the situation. But once A, B, and C have happened, I can't change those things. So at this point, there's also some acceptance that I have to go through in accepting that, all right, this difficult thing happened or is going to happen. And I can't control anyone else and I can't control this situation, but I'm still going to do my best. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to be loving. I'm going to work hard. Whatever it is that is within my control, I'm going to 
do my best to help make things better. And sometimes I find peace in that too, and just accepting what I can do and doing my best at that. So a friend encouraged me to talk about these things in this episode. And she said to me earlier today that if she's feeling anxiety, it's often because of a sin she's denying or trying to cover up. And at this point, it's important to look for our part in the issue. So look for the real reason behind what we said or did, because we often want to paint ourselves in the best light possible. And this is partially because of four philosophies, like the relativistic idea that what's right or good is determined by the people around us and what they deem right or good. So we reframe what happened to make us more acceptable to others instead of measuring our actions by what pleases or displeases God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. So we should be concerned with what Jesus thinks of what we've done, more than what other people think. Jesus wouldn't be pleased with actions that harm our brothers and sisters, and he's going to be pleased if we're seeking his best for others. So that's a good gauge right there, not... Did Susie pick up on the fact that I was lying earlier? Jesus knows, and he doesn't like that. And yes, that does hurt Susie, whether she knows about it or not. We are meant to love and to be loved. So if we lie to each other, we're not being loving. Whether we recognize the lie or not, it is not loving. And it will therefore go against the way that we're designed to live, and it will cause harm. Sometimes I hide lies that I tell, or the harm that I cause. Sometimes I react from a place of trauma or in a way that I was trained to react, and I still have to investigate and find out if what I did was loving. Because sometimes we develop defense mechanisms that aren't loving. We try to protect ourselves in a way that actually harms others, especially when there isn't a threat. Again, going back to projecting onto other people, treating them like they're harmful when they're not, and than causing them harm because that's lying about their character if we decide that they're harmful when they're not. So I have to investigate and find out if what I did was loving. And that's another reason why those questions at the beginning are so important. You know, just because it's the most natural way for me to react doesn't mean it's the right thing or the loving thing. And we do have the ability to change, to renew our minds, to do better. And Again, that's where the process I've been talking about and these questions can really help. Last thing, I was really angry last week at someone that hurt me, and I responded from that anger, and I felt justified, but I also felt cognitive dissonance, and I was sad because the situation wasn't getting resolved. And one of my friends asked me what I had done wrong if anything. And I sat there thinking, no, that was right. That was righteous anger. I was justified. And then I thought, why would he ask me that question if there wasn't a possibility that I also caused harm? So I asked God to help me see my part, and immediately 1 Corinthians 13 came to mind. Love is patient and kind. And that just melted my heart, and it brought me so much peace, even though I knew I had messed up and I needed to apologize for responding out of anger and impatience. I actually held cognitive dissonance over the situation because there was harm 
on both sides that wasn't being acknowledged. And how do you explain that? If truth is relative, why would I feel that anxiety until the reality of what had happened was actually acknowledged? And then once I accepted it and made up my mind to repent and reconcile, I felt peace. And, you know, we both ended up owning our parts and reconciling, and I think we both learned a lot through that disagreement, actually, and through the resolution of it. And I learned a lot because our friend was helping us resolve it by asking loving questions. He could see, I think, what both of us had done wrong, but he wasn't judging either of us. He was just asking questions to help us see and encouraging us to own what we had done. And that really spoke to me because he didn't respond out of anger or frustration over what had happened. And if I had responded in a loving way and tried to help my friend see how he had harmed me instead of being angry at him and impatient, we might have been able to resolve it right then and there. Like I might have been able to help him instead of hurting him by getting angry. I'm telling you guys, there's a way we are designed to live and it is in alignment with God's truth and his love. So we need to bring the feelings and thoughts we're processing into alignment with God's word and his heart. And we can ask him to help us do that. We can ask him for knowledge and wisdom about how to do that. And we can ask questions and seek mentors, seek out resources to help us do these things. But it is possible to change and do better. And that's something that I'm really thankful for. And I hope this is helpful for anyone who needs it. One more thing. It's the what and why and cry that I started off with here. And that cry part is important too, because sometimes when you start to see what happened in the past that hasn't been dealt with, it can bring up a lot of emotions, all kinds of things, maybe sadness, maybe anger that has sadness underneath it. So if those tears start coming up, it's important to let them happen. Ask the what and the why and let yourself cry if you need to. Thank you so much for listening and please feel free to rate this podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. You can share it, leave a comment, or continue the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Substack. Just look us up at Mint for Good Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Ray Kurzweil. He provided financial support and overall encouragement for the engineering and production of today's interview. If you would like to contribute towards future episodes, you can email me, meantforgoodpodcast at gmail.com.